Welcome to the Life Church St. Peter's Message of the Week. We hope you're encouraged by today's message and encounter God's heart through it. To find out more about us, visit LifeChurchStPeters.com. And I am going to introduce my brother-in-law who is going to speak. We look nothing alike, but we are related. So Mike's going to come and share the word. All right. Good morning, everyone. Beautiful. Well, I have the privilege this morning of sharing, and I, I appreciate the, the scriptures that John read this morning. He and I did not talk, but uh, a couple of the scriptures you read will be the ones that I, I pull from this morning. But what was on my heart, I think, I think it's been probably a couple years ago, I shared with Tom a desire to, to really help the church with some foundational teaching. Um, we do it on Thursday nights. Those that come, we're so appreciative of your attendance but uh, it's just something that's been on my heart to really help the body foundationally with some of the things that we really believe. And many of you have been in churches throughout your lives and have come with a wealth of background to Life Church, and we know that. We know the depth that so many of you have and have learned. But one of the things that we desire to do is bring about an opportunity for some foundational teachings. Now, we do do something called Next Steps. Next steps is what we would share in terms of helping you understand what we believe as a church, what our foundational, if you want to call it, I guess just what's the basics of Christianity that we line up with. And we do that from time to time. We've done it on Sunday mornings. We've done it through series and different opportunities to that. But, but what I'm sharing about this morning is more of what I would call a foundational teaching that we really need in our lives as we walk day to day. And so having said that, um, I'm going to do my best to kind of flip through these slides if, if our, my fun little clicker will work here. All right. But I think the key thing that was on my heart was, do we really believe that God walks through our lives each and every day? You know, I can think about the times that I was in my foundational young uh, years of Christianity, truly believed that I trusted in God. I trusted in him for salvation. I leaned on him. I knew that God saved me and that I was able to, to give everything to him and trust in him for that act of salvation. But beyond that, God's calling us to do that specific thing each and every day. Not just in that moment. And I think that's where so many of us fall short. And so, you know, salvation is the key area, right? And so many of us will talk about that every day of our lives. And that's a wonderful thing. But are we trusting God in our everyday life? Are we trusting him? And that's what I want to share about this morning. Paul himself uh, and the scripture said this, are you so foolish? And he said this to the Galatians, after beginning by means of the spirit, are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? Now let me interpret that for you. I remember hearing that for the first time in my life, thinking, what in the world does that scripture mean? What does it mean, trying to finish by means of the flesh? Well, my simple interpretation is this, that you started off right, you believed in Jesus, that he did the work, but then somewhere along the path, somewhere along the way, you switched it up, 
and you started leaning on your own efforts, your own way of dealing with things, your talent, your strengths, your individual means by which you handle things in your life. And I think that Paul desired to rebuke the Galatians and say, no, that's not what I want for you. I want this trust act that you did at the beginning of your life, beginning of your walk in Christ, to continue each and every day. It's not a one-time thing. It is a one-time thing in terms of that act of salvation, so don't get me wrong. But beyond that, God's desiring for us to lean on him in our lives every day. It's not a one-time thing. And that's a challenging thing for us, I think, in life, right? Because what we experience in our lives shakes us to our core at times. There's just no question. We go through things in our lives that cause us to get rocked to the very core. I don't care what your strengths are, how much money you have, how much talent you have, what your positions are, and whatever things that you do in life, all of those things are wonderful things, but life has a way, doesn't it, of challenging us to the core. But God desires for us to trust in him, right? And Psalm 62.8 in the Passion Translation, I just loved this translation and the way it said it, says this. It says, join me, everyone. Trust only in God every moment. Tell him all your troubles and pour out your heart longings to him. Believe me when I tell you, he will help you. He will help you. God is the firm foundation that we all must lean on. But what is trust? You know, I think it's important that we understand what it means in its essence. We need to define it. We need to understand when we say trust, what are we really talking about? And so let me give you a simple definition, and then I'll kind of wind it into more of the Christian perspective. Trust is this, to believe in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of something. So, if we say that again, the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of something. Simply put, right? But when it comes to trusting God, what does it believe? It means believing in his reliability, his word, his ability, and his strength. Not ours, not in our talents. And I think it's so easy to fall into that trap where we begin in our lifestyles, in our day-to-day walk, to make that shift back, especially as God, which is a wonderful thing, prospers us. He's gifted all of us in different ways and different means. But he's never wanting us to lean and trust on those gifts as we walk through life. But it's our human condition to lean into that and fall into that trap. And so here we are, you know, God desires for us to do this in everyday life. And I know one of the things that can happen in our lives is that we can get obsessed in our thinking as we go through life's challenges. And, you know, for many of us, it's, it's worry, it's concern, it's just thinking about things too much. It's inordinate amount of concern in our minds and hearts. And I think God's desiring for us to set that aside. And I know 
a few years ago, it's been, I guess, like it was 2016, it seems like it was yesterday, um, our company that I had been a part of for 18 years was purchased. And kind of a, an amazing thing, because here I am today, and the company I'm with now is purchasing another company. But when, when we were purchased, we all knew that we had senior roles in that company that our jobs would most likely be ending. Because any smart company that would buy out another company didn't need the leaders of that company, generally speaking. And we could see that writing on the wall. And so despite the fact that how much I knew God would take care of me, and I knew that, it was something that I thought about too much, inordinately concerned about it, obsessing on it. But God desired me to lean into him and to not be afraid, not to be concerned, and to have his peace. And one of the, I guess to, just to give a little bit of kudos, but one of the people that ministered to me the most, believe it or not, was um, Joel Osteen. Just listening to some of the messages on my way to work that he gave were powerful. And, you know, just, just the simple message of if God is closing a door in your life, he's going to open another one for you. You know, and it, I think it went from, okay, I hear you, to I deeply believed it. There was like, it took time. It took, you know, I listened to him again and again and again, and it went from, okay, I, I get the concept, Joel. I don't know that I really believe it, to I really anticipated it. I really believed that what was coming was going to be a new day, a better opportunity, a blessing that was above and beyond what I was even experiencing in my old job. And I can tell you that today, which is now, I guess, six years later, it's been six years now, it's happened. And it's a wonderful thing. I think God brought me into something even better. I could have never imagined that it would have been a bigger blessing, a better opportunity, uh, more opportunity for leadership, more opportunity to um, really exercise the gifts and talents that God's given me, but it has happened in my life. I can say and look back six years later that it's happened. I would have never dreamed that that could have been the case back then. My emotions, right? It's our emotions at times that we've got to get in check because our emotions affect our thinking. And God wants to intervene. God wants to break into those things without question. I think one key scripture that I'll share this morning, and I love this one, it's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and it says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. God desires for us to set aside the obsession, the thinking, all the natural way that we deal with stuff and to to submit to him and to trust in him and believe that he will make our paths straight. It's a key thing. I think it's not an easy thing. So what can we do to make these things real in our lives? What are the key principles, if you will, to do that? Well, number one would be through prayer. There's no question. We have wonderful times of prayer here in this body. Uh, on a daily basis, weekly basis, Saturdays, on Sundays. There's plenty of opportunity for each and every person in this room 
to engage. We even have it talk to John Block about even online. There's opportunities. If you can't come physically, you can dial in by phone and partake. But prayer is a way in which we can learn to trust God. It is a key way. Scripture says this in 1 John 5.14. It says, this is the confidence that we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Prayer works. It helps us to engage and trust in God and to exercise our faith. And a similar one, which we've heard already this morning, commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will act. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will act. And we're going to talk a little bit more about what trust means this morning as we, as we progress. But, um, but the word of God is good, right? It highlights things for us in our understanding. And Psalm 33, 4 is similar, for it says this. It says, for the word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful in all he does. And I think leaning on the word, and I don't mean that, you know, in a very... Um, Simplistic way. I mean, it's, it's just, it's beyond what you may hear from time to time in your life, others encouraging you. And it's so easy, right, to just kind of blow it off and say, oh yeah, I know that. But do we really believe it? Do we really lean on the word? Because it's important. You know, Romans ten seventeen says this, that consequently faith comes from hearing the message. And the message is heard through the word about Christ. Now, one of the things that we will talk about this morning is what's the difference between faith and trust, right? So many of us have had so much faith teaching in our lives. It's a common thing, right? It's something that's been integral into the Christian message and I guess if you want to call it the phases that we've been through in the past 20, 30 years, faith. But I believe that the word of faith is beyond just believing, right? It's more than just believing. And so many, and I say this often on Thursday nights, is that the English language just does a very poor job in expressing a lot of truth in one word. It just does a bad job. Now, Greek, many of us don't know Greek, but I'm, I can assure you that the Greek language that the Bible was written in did a much better job in expressing truth behind words. And often, one word in Greek, like faith, had more of a meaning to it, like faith and trust. So it's believing and trusting. And that's a key thing for that language. We fall short, though, in the English language, and that's why the Amplified Bible and other things like that are so valuable, because they do such an excellent job of tying in so many different truths into the message of Jesus, right? Now, one of the, the teachers nowadays that's done such an excellent job, and I have to give her kudos as well, is Joyce Meyer. She does, she does an excellent job of tying in Christianity to the everyday life. If you listen to her, and I've done so on several occasions, she does an excellent job of pulling in what, Individuals go through on an everyday life, what they walk through, and that's one of the things that just attract, I believe, 
so many to her message. She does an excellent job. She makes it real to people. It's not just preaching at them. It's not just doctrinal truth that they're jamming down their throat like many of us may have thought we've experienced, I think, uh, as we grew up in perhaps denominational Christianity or in a more of a religious setting. She does an excellent job of doing that. And I think that's what resonated with me in this message was really making it real. And so let's talk about that. How can we make it more real in our lives? Number one is to be grateful. So often when we're going through a dark or a heavy season in our lives, we forget about what God's done in the past, right? The Israelites did that. They forgot about his miracles and all that he did. The disciples forgot about it. Did you forget about the loaves and the fishes? They got rebuked because it just been just a short time and they've seen a miraculous situation occur right before their eyes and they forgot just so quickly thereafter. And so we are the same. And so God, I believe, calls us to be grateful. Why? For the purpose of nothing else to remember his faithfulness, because God in the midst of whatever you're going through will shine his light and he will shine his grace into your situation. Waiting on the Lord is also another method by which we can make things real in our lives. And Isaiah 40 does such an excellent job. Probably many of you have committed this to memory or you've leaned on it through your lives. Uh, And I'm reading just a brief section here where it says, even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Wow. God is faithful. But even with his faithfulness, even so, our trust can falter in our lives. And the scripture is is so awesome to lean on. In Psalm 56, verse 3, it says this. It says, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. And my message this morning isn't one to say, Your emotions aren't valid. Our emotions are real. And I think God doesn't want us to set aside our emotions or to say to you, the message from the Lord I do do not believe is that shame on you for having the emotions that you're having. I, I want it better from you. That is not the message of the Lord, I believe. I believe God's desire for us is to just be honest and to be real with him in our setting. David did it. In everything he went through, if you read the Psalms, he was exceedingly honest and transparent with what he was feeling, what he was going through, what he thought. He didn't, he didn't, he wasn't condemned for what it is that he was feeling, right? He leaned on the Lord in all of the honest emotions that he had. And I believe that God met him. Psalm 112, 7 and 8 says this, they will, not, they will have no fear of bad nudes. Their hearts are steadfast, trusting 
in the Lord. Their hearts are secure. They will have no fear. And in the end, they will look in triumph over their foes. Confession, I would encourage you, is a powerful tool against the enemy. And, and one of the things that I do personally in situations where I'm going through something and honestly I'm fearful or I'm overly concerned about something is to just confess out loud in my own prayer time with the Lord, Lord, I will be secure in you. Lord, I will not have fear about this circumstance, this situation. I will look in triumph after you have won the victory in my life. It's just a way of dealing with things. I think a positive um, ministerial way that each and every one of us has access to. And don't minimize it in your life. Try it out. I think you're going to find that confessing, saying things out loud to the Lord, as silly as you may feel, can bring about a change in your life. It can... It can it breaks through. It breaks through your thinking and that which you're meditating on and helps you engage with the Spirit of God, engage with the power of the Holy Spirit, and to begin moving into what God has called you to experience. All right. All right, we're kind of turning the corner here and starting to wrap up. But uh, as I mentioned earlier, faith and trust. What is the difference of faith and trust. Well, for the sci-fi fans in the room, um, I'm going to reflect on a movie, and you probably will recognize it. I know John will. So, um, uh, because we're called to exercise our faith, not just to say we have it. And Disney themselves, you know, the common theme that you hear if you go there, you, you uh, bend at the parks, is, of course, just believe, right? Just believe. Well, Christianity is more than just believing. It's about trusting. It's about committing. And in this sci-fi movie, as I read this, many of you will know what I'm talking about. Neo, you have to let it all go. You have to let it go. Fear, doubt, disbelief, and free your mind. Free your mind. Well, that's from the those that don't know, that's from the Matrix, the jump scene where Neil has to engage what he might believe is true and make the jump, right? He has to step out in faith and make the jump. And uh, one of the things in Christianity and evangelism that I learned over the years, many, many moons ago, uh, through a program called Evangelism Explosion was... Uh, one of the, the illustrations that they have you do when you're sharing the gospel with somebody is called the chair illustration. It's simply two chairs that, that you place in a setting and you illustrate for the crowd or who it is that you're sharing with if you're doing that individually, that the fact that in our lives we can be in our chair. So in the illustration you would say, the chair on the left is the mic chair. I'm in my chair where I trust myself and all that I do and I'm leaning on that chair, exercising my faith in myself. And God wants me to transfer my trust to the other chair on the right, which is the Jesus chair. And in the Jesus chair, by you getting up and moving over and sitting in that chair, you transfer your trust from the one chair 
to the other chair. Now, it seems like a kind of a corny thing nowadays. I'm not sure that it's the, the best one to illustrate. Uh, another one is like the stool. I can sit and I can believe all day long that this stool will hold me up. I can believe it. I can say that I'm sure it's going to happen. But really, until I exercise my faith and trust and say, I know that it will, and then I sit down and put all my weight on it, I really haven't exercised my faith until I've done that, right? And I think there's many other examples of that in life, that God calls us to step out and to move in faith. And I think, I think about examples, and the hookers just got back from, uh, from Haiti, and uh, I've had the, the, the privilege of going to um, Guatemala, uh, Rick, to India so many times. Those examples of stepping out and experiencing mission work is another great example of putting our faith, it's kind of putting your money where your mouth is, really, and stepping out and showing that you really believe in Christianity. And Mark, you're such an excellent provocation. All that you have done and continue to do in your ministry in Africa, it's, it's awesome. I, and, but I think God wants to move it beyond just us respecting these individuals who have done that. He wants us to step out in faith as well. And fortunately, we don't have to go to Africa to do that, right? We can go to areas here in the community and step out and share and get to know people. Um, there's many ministries from the Sparrow's Nest that we support to Rooted in Hope and being able to minister and, and encourage others. These are all opportunities where we engage our faith and we trust God in what we do to believe in him in, in that way. Wow. All right. One more scripture and then we'll, we'll wrap it up here. Ephesians 2.8, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. God wants us to exercise the gift that he's given to us and trust him in what we do. And I guess just to close out this morning, one of the, the key things that I pulled from uh, one of the really the inspirational teachings that I, I pulled the message from this morning. It says this, to place your faith and trust in God alone is not to free yourself from the need to act. It's not. It's not, to, it's not to free yourself from being responsible, and it's not to free yourself from working. But instead, what is it? It's to position yourself to receive empowerment, guidance, and grace for every action, responsibility, and work. And so let me read that last part again. Let's, let's insert God into that. But rather to position ourselves to receive from the Holy Spirit empowerment, to receive from the Holy Spirit guidance, to receive from the Holy Spirit grace, and to receive in that empowerment, in that influence of his power in our lives, the ability to act, the ability to be responsible, and the ability to work for the Lord and to be fruitful in our lives. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, God, for your mercy. 
We thank you, Lord, for your grace. We thank you, Lord, that we can learn and be provoked by your word. God, I pray that your word this morning in each and every one of our lives would, would plant a seed and that that seed would get watered and that seed would grow and that the, the soil would be good soil, Lord. We pray that no one would snatch it out of anyone's heart here this morning, but instead that it would bear fruit, God, a hundredfold in each and every one of our lives, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for checking out the Life Church St. Peter's Message of the Week. For more podcasts and additional information, visit us at lifechurchstpeters.com.